book of Genesis chapter 2 and the book of Acts chapter 2. Genesis will be verse 7, chapter 2, verse 7. Acts will be 2, 1 through 4, 16 through 18, 37 to 39. Good to see my friends here, Brother Joel, Brother Ryan, DJ, Brother Jury, Brother Badfain, and others here today of you guys very much. Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. It feels good to be here. There's something's about to happen. You can just kind of feel it. It's about to explode in here. Holy Ghost is about to fall. It fell big time this morning. Verse 7, the Lord God formed man. Everybody say, God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Acts chapter 2. Verse 1 through 4, to start off, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled, everybody say it filled, all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire sat upon each of them, and they were all filled, everybody say they were all filled, with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 16 this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Verse 37, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want to preach to you from the subject this morning, Formed to be filled, formed to be filled. Would you turn to your neighbor and tell them you really need the Holy Ghost today? And turn to the other neighbor and say, trust me, you really do. <laughs> Amen. About to happen in this place. Lord Jesus, take authority over all spirits that would oppose the word of God, the will of God. Let your spirit have its way in this place. You know who's coming in here for an answer, who needs deliverance, who needs your spirit. We give you all the glory and all the praise for what you're about to do in Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands one more time to the Lord? You may be seated find something interesting in creation, and that is when God formed things, he would fill the things that he formed with what the things that he formed needed. It was, it was something amazing. He formed the heavens and the earth, and then he filled them with light. The heavens had to have light. He formed the sky, and he filled the sky with the sun and the moon and the stars. He formed the ground and he filled it with grass and the bible said herb yielding seed and fruit trees he formed the waters and the bible said he filled them with whales and with 
fish and he formed the firmament or the atmosphere between here and the sky and he filled it with the fowls of the air, the birds. He filled the sky with the birds. He formed the land and filled the land with animals, insects, beasts of every kind. And when he formed man, man needed something to be filled with. So rather than using any other creation to put inside of man, the Bible said when he formed man, he breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul. In other words, God formed man and filled man with his own breath. The words breath of life in the Hebrew is neshama, which means the spirit of God. In other words, when God formed man in the very beginning, he filled man with his spirit by breathing into man. He knew that the the cloud, the sky needed birds and the, the waters needed fish, but he knew man needed his spirit inside of him to live and to have peace and to have power. Man was operating in the Garden of Eden in perfect tranquility with the spirit of God living inside of him and Eve. Everything was perfect. Everything was flawless. Everything was peaceful, but then they got got around the devil and they begin to talk to the snake and before long they go to this tree that they're not supposed to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and they traded the breath of life for the knowledge of the world and now that man is filled with knowledge but man is now full of sin also and so thousands of years go by and man is living and dying in sin and so God had to do something to get mankind back to that perfect place where his spirit would dwell inside of them. And, and so he comes down to the earth and he heals everything that is sick. He dies on a cross for our sins. And right before he goes back into heaven, the Bible said he looked on his disciples and breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. God Almighty released a breath of life back into man and mankind when they receive that spirit it's like going back to the garden of Eden where you're walking one with God now because God is now living inside of you again breathe on them what a powerful moment to have Jesus breathe on you I've had some powerful moments where others breathed on me And you're just praying that you survive. You're pretty sure that the breath has just unleashed some kind of havoc in your internal organs. <laughs> but Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Well, they're like, what does that mean? And then he goes up into the clouds and they're like, whoa. What just happened? And so they go to Jerusalem and they, they're sitting in the upper room and they're praying and they're waiting for this Holy Ghost, this spirit of his to, to come upon them. He breathed on it. What does this mean? And so they're sitting there praying and they prayed for 10 days and they're up in the upper room just praying and waiting for God. And the Bible said they were in one mind and one accord, which means they got unified. They finally all started praying for the same thing. And they, when they all started praying for the same thing, they're worshiping God. The Bible said suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all 
filled with the Holy Ghost. Before this moment, they had been formed by God, but they had not been filled by God. Can I tell you something? Without the Holy Ghost, yes, you were made by God and you were formed in his image. But until you receive his spirit, there's an emptiness inside of you that nothing else can fill, that nothing else can take care of. Can I get a witness? You can try any drug in the world, but there's still no high like the most high God. You can drink any alcoholic beverage you want to. It will not fill you, but there's something God can give you that will fill you and you will never thirst for that again. the power of his spirit coming inside of you when someone receives the gift of the holy ghost it's the greatest miracle of all time it's the greatest moment of their life guest i'm preaching to you right now it's the greatest moment of your life when god fills you with his spirit i told the people this morning it's greater than healing you can be healed of every disease in the world and still go to hell but if you get the power of the holy ghost inside of you that's what you need water baptism and being filled with his spirit is how you get to heaven and that's the greatest miracle of all time I'd rather die sick and God not heal me but I'd be saved and filled with his spirit and go to heaven than die healthy and be lost and go to hell there's nothing as important as getting your life right with God today I feel anointing on me right now there's nothing as important as getting your life right with God it doesn't matter how much money you have how many followers you have on social media what car you drive you need to be saved Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. How do I know I need this Holy Spirit, this Holy Ghost? Let's go to the Bible. John 3, verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. There it is. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 9. Paul said, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. It's not a suggestion. It's not, well, if you get around to it, it is the most essential thing in the world. You must have the Spirit of God inside of you to be God's. God wants to take ownership of you. If you're really his, then you have to have his Spirit inside of you now I've preached it this morning and I might get flack but it's the truth people all the time say well I accept the Lord as my personal savior that's sweet that does not mean he's accepted you where do we, we get off thinking we accept God? We just let God in. That's not how the Bible works. That's man-made. That's a demonic theology. If you really have to be, know the truth, you have to have God's approval. It doesn't matter what you accept or what you don't accept. God has to accept you. And when God pours his spirit inside of you, that's God saying, I accept you into my kingdom. I can look at you and say, I accept the nomination of the President of the United States. That does not mean I'm the President. You can accept things all you want to. God has to approve it. 
I don't care what man says. I care what the word of God says. And it says you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what songs you know, what verses you know, what row you sit on. If you can preach or not preach on television, you must be born again. You must be born again. Hallelujah. Well, how do I get this Holy Ghost? Well, I'm glad you asked. Acts 2 verse 4, read it earlier. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with tongues. Other tongues, the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 10, 45 and 46, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because also on the Gentiles brought the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's us. How'd they know? For they heard them speak with tongues. Magnify God. Acts 19, 5 and 6. Bible said when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And verse 6 said, Paul, when he laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. In your Bible, when people receive this Holy Ghost that I'm preaching to you about, which is the Spirit of God coming inside of you, when you receive that, the evidence that you have that is it comes out of your mouth in another tongue, another language. When God fills you, he takes the most corrupt thing of your body, which is your tongue. The Bible said your tongue is a world of iniquity and full of deadly poison and no man can tame it. And so when God fills you with his spirit, the evidence that he's filled you is it comes out of your mouth in another language and God takes the tongue that you cannot control and begins to speak out of it. Can I tell you something? It's the greatest moment in your life when you begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. It's the greatest moment when God fills you with his spirit I told them this morning and I may have told this before but I, I know I didn't tell the whole story until today but a few a couple years ago there was a young lady that walked up to my wife and I in a service in California and she said I just had to be here in person to see how real it was in person I said what do you mean she said well I was in prison until last week and she said, um, my cellmate and I were in prison and someone from this church that we were preaching at, she said, came to the prison and gave us a CD of you preaching on the Holy Ghost and the guards let us listen to you preaching on the Holy Ghost. She said, we had never heard about it. We were just listening to it. At the end, she said, you had everybody repent of their sins. She said, we didn't, we had nothing to lose. So we just bowed our heads and we repented for the things that we had done wrong. Oh, and she said, after that, you prayed a prayer of faith and she said you had everyone shout hallelujah and she said we just looked at each other and we raised our hands in our prison cell and we shouted hallelujah she said that was the last thing we spoke in English and God filled me and my cellmate with the gift of the Holy Ghost in the jail cell gets way better. Went to Florida, preached a men's conference, was going to tell a story about a man getting the Holy Ghost. As I'm preaching, God interrupts me and says, tell that story of the girl in prison getting the Holy Ghost. So I tell that story to the men at the, at the Florida men's conference. 201 men were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost that night. It gets way better. A few months later, a man walks up to me and he says, I am the prison chaplain in the prison in the Tampa area. He said, I took 
took the CD of the men's conference where you told the story of the girl getting the Holy Ghost in prison. I took it to our prison service in Tampa. He said, we had 18 prisoners there. I just pushed play and I sat down. He said, I watched with my own eyes as when you made the altar call, all 18 prisoners stood up and they walked to the front of the room. There was no preacher in the room. He said, you had them repent. I watched them all repent of their sins. He said, when you prayed the prayer of faith and you had them shout hallelujah, I watched all 18 shout hallelujah, and then I watched all 18 begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It gets better. He said, I tried it again a few weeks later. We had 17 new inmates. I pushed play. They went to the front. They repented. They shouted hallelujah. And God filled all 17 of those inmates with the Holy Ghost. It gets better. At North American Youth Congress a few months ago, I was sitting down listening to the preacher and Rashidi Collins from Tampa walked up. He's a pastor in that area, a great man of God. He sat down beside me. He said, Brev, did you hear about the prison here in Tampa? I said, yeah, I heard about how last year the 18 got the Holy Ghost and 17. He said, I'm not talking about that. I said, no, that's all I've heard. He said, last week we went back and pushed play on that CD one more time. He said there were 32 new inmates in that room, all 32 went to the front all 32 repented and all 32 were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost why because it's a promise saith God in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh I don't care what you're bound by. I don't care what devil has you today, what depression you're under, what addiction you're under. There's freedom in the power of the Holy Ghost. God can make you free. God will deliver you. God will rescue you. Somebody shout hallelujah. I wish somebody would praise him like they know how right now. I wish wish somebody would praise him like you know how. He's still the deliverer. He's still the way maker. He's still greater than your addiction. He's greater than your past. He's greater than your failures. He's greater than your mistakes. He wants to give you spirit. I was the devil, I'd leave Lithia Springs right now. I would leave the entire area. Someone's about to be set free. Someone's about to be made free. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You might have come in here completely discouraged, but you're about to leave on fire with the power of the Holy Ghost and the greatest joy in your life you've ever felt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do I get the Holy Ghost, preacher? What do I do? Tell me what to do. Okay, I'll tell you what to do. I can't give it to you, but I know God will give it to you. I know that in this country alone, in the last six years, we've seen over 12,000 people get the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, it's about to explode even more. 
God is giving us crusades across the nation this summer, this this fall. Crusades across. He told me a month ago in December, right before I came and preached here, he would pour out his spirit across America in the next seven years like he never had before. He said there will be citywide crusades, and now they're forming all over the nation right now. Tampa has one coming. The next couple of months where a massive outpouring is about to happen. You're in the right place at the right time. God is about to give you his spirit today. It's going to be the greatest thing you've ever experienced in your life your entire life (laughs) how do I get it number one you repent of your sins you have to repent you cannot expect to receive the Holy Ghost without repentance you must repent turn away from sin what do I do well I'll tell you it's going to be really easy on you because before we ever pray for the Holy Ghost we're all going to repent together in a few moments all of us from the front to the back in fact Bishop will lead us in repentance so from the top down we'll all repent of our sins everybody well I already have the Holy Ghost why didn't you repent because you're going to pray with someone to get the Holy Ghost and we don't want you in the way everyone should repent every day I believe every day repent of what's so repent of our sins number two everybody shout number two everyone shout desire you have to want the Holy Ghost to receive it you might be on the back row and no one around you might have any idea. But if you want it, God will give it to you. But if you might be on the front row and not, not care at all, and God will just jump right over you and give it to somebody else. You have to want it to receive it. All right? Now, this is going to sound bold, but you kind of know me already. So be careful about calling yourself a Christian, a Christ follower, when you don't want Christ living in you. You're lying. Well, I want, I want to follow him, but I don't want him inside of me. Be careful with that. He said, you deny me on earth, I'll deny you in heaven. I don't want to deny him. He wants to live inside of me. Come on, Jesus. I need you inside of me. I can't fix my problems on my own. I need a higher power. Number three, everyone shout focus. You have to focus your mind on God to receive the Holy Ghost. One of the greatest ways to do that, if you're physically able, when you're praying, is to lift your hands and lift your head to, to receive something from God. A lot of people, when they come in, they, and it's nothing against them, but their, their head is down, they're discouraged, they're, they're weighed down by the real problems that they're going through. And, and, you, and you, as I'm praying with them, I'll hear them say things like, I, I'm not worthy, and I've done so many wrong things, and please forgive me, I'm a terrible person. Well, see, what they're doing is they're focusing on them. And you can't receive from God when you're focused on you. So it's not about how great or terrible you are. It's about how amazing he is. And let me just say this. Everybody in this room, no matter what type of soup they're wearing or how long their dress is, everybody in this room was born into sin. And if it had not been for the mercy of God... If you're near the non-worshipper that's got the arms folded and critiquing everything, scoot away from them because they need the Holy Ghost more than you do. The real Holy Ghost, when it gets inside of you, it's joy, it's life, it's peace. Amen. I made them real mad now. Number four, everyone shout faith. You have to have faith to receive the Holy Ghost. You're not going to receive it if you 
don't have faith to receive it. What's that mean? That means you have to know I'm getting the Holy Ghost. Like this, the, all the people that got the Holy Ghost this morning in the first service, I told them, you must get up here knowing I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. That's faith. I'm not leaving without it. God's going to give it to me. It's a promise from God. The word of God is true. That's faith. And the most important thing to receive the Holy Ghost, this is the biggest thing of all. Number five, everyone shout worship. You have to worship God with your own mouth. If you do not worship God with your own mouth, you will not speak in tongues and receive the Holy Ghost. It's impossible to receive the Holy Ghost if you do not speak out when you pray. I'm not mocking how you pray. If you normally think your prayers, that's between you and God. But if you want to speak in tongues, sweetheart, you got to open your mouth. And that sounds straight and that sounds strong. But the truth of the matter is this. I've prayed for thousands and thousands of people where I was praying for them and they weren't praying with me. I can't give you the Holy Ghost. But if you start praising God, hallelujah, I worship you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. What you're doing is you're giving God the highest praise you can give him. And when you give God praise, the word said he dwells in the praises of Israel. Can I tell you something? When someone starts praising God and worshiping him, he comes out of the throne of heaven and in the atmosphere where that child of God is and pours his spirit upon them. So what does that mean? When you start to worship after, after we repent and I'll pray a prayer of faith, which is basically me taking all of my faith and connecting with all of your faith. When I take that faith and I unleash it and you unleash your faith, I'll have you shout hallelujah. And when you start to shout hallelujah, which is I give everything to your Lord. It's the highest praise you can give God. When you start shouting hallelujah, hallelujah, guess what? Some of you, that'll be the first thing and the last thing. You speak in English or Spanish. As God begins to speak through you, you'll have words come to you they don't even make sense what's going on God is pouring his spirit into you and it's about to come out of your mouth in fact he said out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water this spake he of the spirit and the devil's gonna have a bad day Because the one thing he does not want to happen in your life today is for you to walk out of this door with the power of the Holy Ghost. Because the word said, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. In other words, no matter what the devil has fought you with, the Bible says when you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So when God's spirit comes upon you, that depression that normally comes at you, that anxiety... That suicidal thought, that temptation, that addiction that comes at you, now God has put something inside of you that's stronger than what the devil has to fight you with because the word said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's why you've got to have the Holy Ghost inside of you. You get victory over what the devil has been fighting you with. You get victory over your past. You get victory over the battle in your mind. You get victory over the attack on your family. Let's all stand right now. It's in the room. I can feel it in the room. He said in the last days, he'd pour out his spirit upon all flesh. It was raining this morning in this service. And it's about to rain Holy Ghost in here right now.
Would you help me right now before we repent? We're all going to come forward and repent in a moment, but would you help me? Would you turn to your neighbor and would you ask them a question and then answer the question? I want you to ask your neighbors around you. Have you received the Holy Ghost yet? And now answer them with a yes or a no. If they said no, tell them today's the day. If they said yes and you know they're lying, you're like, boy, I raised you. Didn't have the Holy Ghost last night. If you were in the club last night and you just said yes, hello, convicted now, you need the Holy Ghost again. You were drinking and smoking and watching stuff. You need to get God to refill you and renew you. You'll have peace. You'll have joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a little play-by-play breakdown of what's about to happen, okay? In a moment, we're all going to come to the front together as a family, like in the book of Acts, one mind, one accord, okay? We come to the front. Bishop's going to lead us in a prayer of repentance, okay? And we're all going to repent. I'm going to repent. He's going to repent. Hopefully, you repent, okay? We're all going to repent. After that, I'm going to ask you, who needs the Holy Ghost? You're going to raise your hand. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith, and we're going to worship God. We're going to pray with you, and God's going to pour out his spirit all over this altar, and you're going to leave the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you today. Okay. <clears throat> Atlanta West, this is not your altar call to get your breakthrough. Please don't get mad at me. Please. This is your altar call to help someone get delivered and get their breakthrough. Amen. The second greatest thing they're getting the Holy Ghost is praying somebody through the Holy Ghost. It's amazing to be there and, and watch them as God fills them with his spirit. All right, so, Pastor Bishop, can you come on the platform with me? And for the DJ, all the ministers, for the jury, all the other ministers in here, would you, Brother Johns, come on up here. Come on, Brother Reyes, yes, sir. Licensed ministers, any more? Licensed ministers, come on the platform. We're going to pray and cover the people in faith, the fame. Where were all you guys this morning? We have two services here, by the way, you guys, just so you know. I, I was here for both. I'm messing with you guys. <laughs> Convicted. Herring not invited back. Messing with them. <clears throat> they're up here because they're going to stretch their hands in faith over the audience when we pray for God to fill with the Holy Ghost. These are powerful men of God, and they're going to stretch out their hands, and God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost. Here we go. Would you grab me by the hand? So let's go down to the front like a family. But they're at herring asses. So let's go down to the front. So come down to the front right now. Everybody, come on. There you go. Right here. God's going to give you the Holy Ghost. Several people are going to get the Holy Ghost today. Come as close as you can. There you go. What a wonderful sign of unity. What a wonderful sign of unity. Thanks, guys. Thank you for, for unifying. Get as close as you can, everybody, because there's a lot of people coming behind you. Thank you so much for the, for the response. Thank you for the response. Hallelujah. After we repent, preachers, when I pray the prayer of faith, you're going to be looking for people in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to ask. You're going to go to these people, help lay hands on them. We're going to. 
everything's about to change. Pastor John's is going to lead us in a prayer of repentance. More is still coming from the back, so I'm going to wait because it gets closer. You, get. you, you may not make all the make it to the front, but guess what? I've, God will give you the Holy Ghost in the aisle if you really want it. I promise you. Just take a step of faith. Look at this. What a beautiful. It's a, get as close as you can. If, <clears throat> you get, go as close as you can, everybody. Come all the way to the front. There's, there's a lot of people coming behind you. We want to get them in the splash zone. Hey, man. Altar workers, I'll need you in the aisles. I'll need you everywhere today because it's all over the building, in the sides. It's about to rain. Let's follow pastor, okay? Everyone submit to the man of God. Thank you, Brother Herring. <clears throat> the Bible said if you try to cover your sins, you will not prosper. But if you will confess and forsake your sins, you're going to find mercy. So today, every one of us, we're not coming in our own goodness or self-righteousness, but we're depending on the righteousness of God, the price that Jesus paid for our sins on the cross by his blood. So together, let's ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins. Lord, I come in your powerful, saving name of Jesus. I do not come on my own merits or goodness. I confess, Lord, that without your blood covering my sins, I am hopelessly lost. I pray, O oh Lord God, that you would forgive me at the deepest level for wanting to run my own life, for rejecting your Lordship. I pray right now, O oh God, that you would forgive me of every preconceived idea. Lord, I pray that you would deliver me from tradition. You would deliver me, O oh God, from secular thinking, O oh Lord, that is against your word. For I'm convicted today by the power of your spirit and your word. And I confess my sins now before you. Every evil thought, forgive me. Every action, O oh Lord, that has violated your nature and your word, forgive me now, I pray. Have mercy on me, Lord, a sinner. Forgive me, O oh God. I pray, God, against every pretense, everything that would try to pretend that I am right with you and I am not. Oh, God, come into the core of our being right now. Wash us thoroughly that we can be clean. Wash us, oh, Lord, with the power of your spirit right now. Lift your voice in repentance. Let there be a cry. Let there be a cry. Forgive me. Forgive my family. Forgive our nation. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Let's pray. Let's pray in Jesus' name.